0: hello and good day this is Percin Imrek with the podcast titled learn to learn English before I start with the course I'd like to shortly introduce myself and the table of contents of this course as I already mentioned my name is Percin I am an ESL speaker as being born in Turkey I have learned English at a later age to be more precise after seven years right now being 33 years old having English in my life for more than 25 years I'm an author I'm a traveler I'm a public speaker and most importantly for this podcast I am an English tutor an English tutor that has delivered more than 300 private classes most of them being online to students from all around the world as both an English tutor and an English student I have a chance actually I have a lot of chances to make observations about how people learn English, how I learn English, how we make it a habit, how we make it a part of our lives, and much more. And I believe that in today's world, in a world where we have so many tools to learn everything, especially in English, I think the important part is to make it a part of your life, to have inner motivation to learn it, and to understand that this has to be a continuous process. Therefore, the title of our podcast is Learn to Learn English because to learn english or to learn anything first we have to learn to learn it and in this podcast we're going to speak about a variety of topics but don't worry i will not take too much of your time it's going to be precise concise and hopefully to the point point. and i hope that you're going to have fun and get inspiration while listening to it we are going to speak about a variety of topic for example how to make english a habit how important it is To start, but also how important it is to motivate yourself to keep going. Are courses or private tutors useful in these processes? I'm also going to share some of my practice materials for listening, some practice materials for reading. I'm going to share my know how on how you can practice your writing and how you can practice your speaking in English. And at the end, I'm going to finish by a very important topic on how English speaking, or to be more precise, what are the advantages being an English speaker, a good English speaker will bring to you. And in all these topics, I'm going to use my personal and professional examples. I'm not going to speak about generic stuff. I'm going to speak about things that I have experienced myself personally to make it more relatable. I hope you will enjoy this course and I hope this will be a good start, cornerstone in your English learning process. Enjoy and see you in the next part. Good day. Welcome back to our podcast titled Learn to Learn English. In this part, I would like to speak about how to make English a habit. From what I've seen in my life from the students that I have seen, also from the language learning processes that I have experienced, I have noticed that the biggest mistake that a language learner can do is to see the time that they spend on learning languages as an extra thing in their lives. Actually, I have seen this in every aspect that you want to add into your life. When you see this as an extra, it is generally very hard to integrate into your life. But when you make it a part of your life, then the learning process or the development process becomes extremely effective and extremely fast. Imagine that you're doing sports. Let's give another example. And imagine that this is something that you're not always integrating into your life. That it's not a habit yet. You see it as something that is an extra in your life and that would definitely not motivate you. You will always find excuses saying, Oh, it's too early. It's too late. I'm too hungry. I'm too full. I'm too tired I'm too energetic unless it is a part of your life it will never truly be a part of your life and you cannot be fit if you only exercise once a week and then when you don't get results then you'll get demotivated and then you will remove it from your your life altogether it is the same in English making it a habit is the key in improving your English or learning English my general suggestion is to allocate 20 minutes of your life to learning english especially in the beginning phases because after a while when it becomes a huge part of your life then you will see the development will be much faster because it is already a part of your life it's like brushing your teeth it's like eating it's like sleeping it's not something that you have luxury not to do. And once you start this 20 minute every day, then in a few weeks you will see improvement. And the more you will see improvement, the more you'll believe in yourself. And the more you believe in yourself, the more that you will want to invest in this improvement because you'll see the results. Your quality of life will increase personally, socially, at work, and everything. Learning a language, especially English, without a doubt, as you all know, will increase the quality of your life. What I do, for example, when I learn a language, because I learned English when I was at I started learning English when I was a child, so I can give examples on other languages. On Spanish, for example. I have taken a course in Spanish five years ago, and because of the fact that I can speak French, it was easy in the beginning. But I never made it part of my life. I always saw it as something extra, and it was very hard to motivate myself. But once, especially me traveling to Latin America triggered this, and I saw how important it was for me to learn Spanish, to have a better life there. Because nobody spoke English. And then what I did, I downloaded an application. Memrise, it's called. It's like Duolingo and all the similar applications. And I have did 15 minutes of exercises every day. I have downloaded a Netflix series. I watched 10 minutes of that every day. I read some articles in Spanish. So every day I did either something different or I combined these. But every day I made sure that I allocated 20 minutes. And I found a slot in my life to allocate this. For example, when I'm taking the bus from where I live to where I wanted to go, Then I started practicing Spanish and at some point this became a habit. So whenever I got on the bus, I started practicing Spanish and I did that every day. So every day I practiced and then I started getting the results. And as I said, I think this is valid at every part of our lives. If you want to learn something, if you want to improve at something, we have to allocate a time of our day in that. And we have to keep on doing it. And once we keep on doing it, it will be a habit anyways. And once it will be a habit, we will see how much it contributes to our lives. And then it will be a part of our life. And once it's a part of our lives, then there is nothing that can take it from us. So it's not about studying a lot at once, but it's about turning it into a habit and making it a part of our lives. And then in short time, you will see the miracles that is going to happen in learning English and everything else that you want to improve yourself at. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next podcast. Hello, and welcome to another podcast of Learn to Learn English. In this podcast, we're going to speak about how starting is really the 50% of the whole process. I heard this word a lot, this sentence a lot when I was a child, and I know most of you heard it as well. Starting is the 50% of finishing. When I first heard it, This sentence actually annoyed me quite a lot because I was disputing this thought like, but how can starting only starting will be 50% of the whole process? That's not realistic, that's unfair. It frustrated me. But in time, I got to believe that actually starting is the 50% of finishing of the whole process. And I resonated with this idea because now I see that when you start, when you actually start, it's much easier to finish. For example, I've been wanting to do sports for a long time. Just to go out and exercise, do some push-ups, sit-ups, etc. Et Have a regular sports regimen. And the times, because every time, undisputedly, that I wanted to start doing my exercise, I felt lazy. My brain crawled with excuses. It's too late, it's too early, you're too tired, you're too energetic, you're too busy, rest a bit, blah blah blah. But the moment I went there, regardless how hard it was, and I wore my shorts, my t-shirt, my running gear, put on my shoes, got out. I never returned back. I never got out in the front of my apartment and then said, okay, I'm going back in. No, I was out. So I said, let's get this over with. And I did my exercise, half an hour, 45 minutes, one hour. But I finished it 99% of the time. Sometimes I just cut it in half or made it shorter than I intended to but when I started 99% of the time I finished it but I didn't start for more than 50% of the whole time so when I was laying in my couch and it it, when it was time for me to do exercise I was like oh should I go or not for more than 50% of the time I said not I found an excuse I justified it to myself but when I went out I finished it and now that I'm aware of this in myself when I feel like this which I always feel in the beginning it feels like all the senses. My all the cells in my body says no, don't do it. And then this is the time where I'm a bit harsh on myself, which I think I should be. I said, "Perchin, move your ass, get out, and do that sport." And this is one of the moments where I'm tough on myself. But also, I make sure that I'm also good to myself. If I did too much sports, I say, "Okay, this was a good, this was a good exercise. Now you deserve to rest." So this idea, this understanding, really broke down a lot of barriers for me. That's how important it was for me to find the power just to start and once I start I will bring it till the end and when I make this a habit then I will be in the level that I want to be in sports. Sports is my own example because in languages I'm pretty disciplined and I'm pretty good and I'm pretty effective and I learn rather quickly for these reasons but sports is something that I am not that disciplined and if you're listening to this podcast most probably languages is your sport. That you want to start, but you find excuses, you don't do it, you don't start. But once you start, believe me, and once you discommunicate yourself from external influences, like social media, etc., then you will see that it is 99% of the time, the fact that you're going to finish it. And once you make this habit, then you will see the improvements in yourself quite soon. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I'll see you in the next one. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast of learn to learn English in this part we're going to speak about how to motivate yourself to keep going it is very normal it is very humane to get demotivated every now and then regardless which level you are at in improving your English or anything else but since we're speaking about English let's focus on that it is extremely normal to feel like you don't want to do anything that day regarding English. In our previous podcast, we already spoke about how important it is to integrate learning English into a part of your life. Because you never say, oh, I don't want to brush my teeth today. Or you never say, oh, I don't want to eat today. Unless there's an extreme circumstance, of course. But normally, you wouldn't do that. So when English becomes a part of your life, then you wouldn't also say, oh, I don't feel like studying English today because it's such a part of your life that you don't even feel like studying. And if you feel like this, at that moment, if you plan to study English, it is good to push yourself a bit and say, okay, Percian, yes, you feel lazy, but just start, get on with it, and then you'll do fine. But also, if you're really tired because of any reason, also make sure that you're kind to yourself. Maybe you can postpone it a bit, or maybe you can delay it a bit to another day, or maybe you can cancel it for that day. Because if you push yourself too much, Then you would burn out the brain works in mysterious ways but one thing is clear we're chemical creatures and when we learn something that is why turning it into a habit is very important because after studying English regularly for even 20 30 days then the neurons the neurons are the parts in our brain where which makes the connections that makes the flow of information imagine them like highways The neurons in our brain, they start building connections when it comes to English, where the information about English flows. So once you start that 20, 30, 40 days, these neurons start getting connected, like a new highway being made. And once the neurons are connected to each other, then you will be more competent in English. Again, imagine that as cars start driving from one point to the other in the highway. And when the information starts flowing, which means that you can finally understand, speak, write, read English, then you will get results anyways in your work, in your personal life, in your social life. And when you get results, you'll believe in your potential, you'll understand your potential. And when you understand your potential, you'll want to work on that more. And when it becomes such a big part of your life, as we mentioned in the previous video, then it is much easier to motivate yourself to keep going. So to summarize, if you plan to study English at that time of the day, if you don't feel like, just try to push yourself a bit. See if it's general laziness or if there's another reason. If it's general laziness, just stand up or sit down on your table and start studying. Push yourself a bit. But if for some reason that you really don't want to do it, then don't do it. Don't push yourself to the level where you would burn yourself out or where you would demotivate yourself from English in total. But once it is such a big part of your life, Not being motivated doesn't become an issue because, again, it becomes like brushing your teeth, it becomes like sleeping, it becomes like something that you do regularly in your life. You never get demotivated not to sleep, or not to eat, or not to brush your teeth. So it is a similar logic. Once it is such a big big part of your life, then you will be at a place where you don't even have to motivate yourself because it is an integral part of your life. It's like breathing. And you will not be bound to external motivation. You will already be internally motivated. And once you're internally motivated, there's nothing that can stop you. Thank you very much. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Learn to Learn English podcast. Today, we're going to speak about a question that is being asked to me very often. That question is, Are private tutors useful in my language learning process? And I usually answer this question from my personal experience. I first started learning English, and then I learned German, then I learned French, Spanish. Obviously, the rest of the languages, they're not as fluent as my English, because English you can use everywhere. And in most of these cases, I have benefited from private tutors, so I can never say no, it's not useful. But I cannot also say yes, it is 100% useful, which means there are a lot of different parameters to it. The first one, obviously, who your tutor is. As in every job in the world, some people do it only to survive, to earn money. And some people do it from the bottom of their hearts. I'll give you an example from my last experience where I started learning Russian and I had a private tutor, Aziz, a young guy, 23 years old, but he was a fantastic teacher because he cared. He was not the type of tutor that would look at the clock when the lesson was coming to an end in the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 5 minutes. He didn't mind that we passed our time. He wanted to make sure that he taught the topic that he was supposed to that day. So the tutor is very important. So be very careful in selecting your tutor. Do not always jump into the first available tutor, especially in today's world, because you can also learn in online platforms. You don't have to physically meet your tutor. And apart from that, of course, you and your performance and your dedication matters the most. I teach English, I'm also a private tutor. And the success of my students, 99% depends on how dedicated they are. People who pay money to learn a language that's one step for dedication and that's an important step because money is a form of energy in my mind and once you do it you are more likely to be dedicated but that doesn't make you entirely dedicated even if you charge them a million dollars which we don't obviously but I think you get my point apart from paying to your tutor which my suggestion is never do it for free I have given classes with scholarship and all the students they didn't manage to commit because it's for free and there are no consequences for them if they want to quit and they do quit because they don't want to put in the extra effort, regardless how much they tell you that they want to. And with a paid student, the ones that follow the exercise that I suggested them and I never give them like very hard homeworks, it's just 15, 20 maximum, 30 days, 30 minutes per day, nothing like hours. People, students who have committed to that, In a few months, they've come a long way. Students who didn't, even though we studied for a year, they didn't. Because they didn't do their homeworks. They didn't attend lessons for one or two weeks. Then when they came back, they regressed even more. A lot of stuff. But obviously, a big advantage of the private tutor is that if that's a good private tutor, they will teach you the language. They will help you learn the language. I think that's a better way to put it. In your style, because everybody has a different learning style. Some people are more kinesthetic, some people are more audio, some people are are more visual like me. So the teacher adapts to that and then the process is much faster. And I think that's the best thing about having a private tutor. But a language can be learned without a private tutor. I know people that have learned languages very fluently without a private tutor. Some of them, they even learned it by only studying themselves, not at a course or a school. But that requires extreme self-discipline, which most of us don't. So, to summarize, private tutors would be very advantageous, but they are not the only way to improve your language skills. They would help you, especially if the tutor is good and adapts to your learning style. But if not, going to a course, taking an online course, and even studying yourself, if you do it with discipline, will and can bring you to the level that you would want. A private tutor is not a prerequisite for that. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Learn to Learn English. In this part, we're going to speak about some suggestions on how you can improve your listening in English. And as always, I'm going to give examples from my own story. As a child, I used to play a lot of computer games, and all these games were in English. At that time, I did not notice, but in some years, I have realized how much this has contributed to my listening skills. Because I constantly listen to English, thanks to the games, and I had to react to what I listened because there were options that I had to choose in the games. Go right, go left, go forward, stop, jump, duck. And I had to understand it so I couldn't only listen passively. So games have contributed to my listening abilities in English a lot. Apart from that, With myself and also with my friends, I have seen music, listening to music in English, watching movies, TV series in English. It takes you a long way. My only suggestions when you watch something is not to use subtitles in your own native language because brain cannot do two things simultaneously. It switches between tasks. So when it focuses on the subtitles in your native language, it does not concentrate on listening in English. So if you're not an immediate beginner, try to watch it with English subtitles and platforms like Netflix they allow that. Apart from that obviously having international friends have helped me develop my speaking abilities a lot especially in the case of getting used to different accents because do not forget you will not only hear English from a British person or an American person you will hear Very, very different kinds of accents. Spanish accent is different. Italian, Greek, Turkish, Japanese, Chinese, Jamaican. These are all different accents. And the more international people you listen to, the more used to you get to these accents. So having international friends and engaging in conversations with them always helps. And if you're not a person that travels, that's okay. Now there are so many online platforms where you can practice English and other languages as well. There's an application called Cambly where you can talk to teachers. And that would also be easier for you, because they will speak slowly and one by one, so you understand. And also in your city, in your local town, I would suggest you to go to English speaking clubs. In big cities for sure you will find some English speaking clubs, such as platforms such as Toastmasters, Couchsurfing and all that. But if you're really in a remote and tiny place with a few people, just gather a few of your friends who is also interested in practicing English. And you can make a speaking club, which would also automatically improve your speaking ability, which we're going to speak about it in the next podcast, but it will definitely help your listening abilities. So as you can see, there are a lot of different ways where you can improve your listening skills, regardless where you are, regardless if you can travel or not, regardless how old you are. It's just entirely up to you. There are a lot more options than the ones that I counted, but I just wanted to give you a few. And if you do this, this would be more than enough, believe me. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Learn to Learn English podcast. In this part, we're going to speak about reading skills in English and how to improve them. Reading skills in English and reading skills in general, they go parallel. The more you improve one, it will contribute to the other part as well. If you just focus on improving your reading skills, you improve your reading skills in English faster. And vice versa. When I was a kid, I got a lot of different kinds of books. Comics, children's books, even some classics. And even though I did not understand everything that I read there, I put a huge dictionary next to me, and I was comparing words, I was looking at words, I was trying to learn these words. And in time, I got better, I got better, I got better. So to improve my reading skills in English, I did something very simple. I read and this is what I'm going to suggest to you read especially at this time where it is much easier to access to any English speaking any English reading resource than in the past when I was a kid I had to ask my father to buy some books because there was no digital access but now you can find articles about any topics there are a lot of news outlets that you can read BBC Euronews, news Reuters and there are so many e-books, online books, digital books, as well as normal physical books that you can just order home or you can get go get yourself. So there are thousands of different ways to access reading materials. So you just have to go and access to them and spare 5-10 minutes of your day to reading. Even if you read 20-30 pages each day, you will see how much it contributes to your reading skills. And if you read to improve your English, just read more cautiously, read more aware. By that, I mean... Read it, write down the words that you do not know, check their meanings, use these words in a sentence. For example, if you saw the word table and if you didn't know what it meant, just write table and what it is in your language and then below write a sentence in English that has table in it, such as the cat is on the table. When you write it down and when you use it as an example, the learning process will be much faster and much more efficient. There are also a lot of websites that give you a reading material and then asks follow-up questions. So you make sure that you understood these articles. There is a website called Engo, which spells as E-N-G-O-O. And I'm sure there are a lot of websites like that as well. But for my classes that I deliver in English, I use that website where I make the student read the article. And then we go through the words that are difficult, and then there are some questions about articles, and then we see which parts did the student understand, which parts they didn't, and if they didn't, why they didn't, how they didn't, etc, etc. So, to summarize, even 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, when there were a lot of difficulties finding reading materials, people managed to learn stuff, let alone improve their English. Me, as a child, I asked my father to buy me books, and I read them, and it really helped me improve my reading skills. In today's world... The opportunities are endless. Online articles, new pages, digital books, normal books, bookstores, cargo, etc. And websites like Engo helps you focus on your reading exercises. So my only, my biggest advice, if you remember one sentence from this podcast, from this part of this podcast, just remember this. To improve your reading skills, you have to read. But in English. And my final advice to you is just read something that you would normally read in your regular life, but just buy it in English. And that will be practice and also something that you already enjoy doing it. But do not only limit yourself to the things that you enjoy, to your interest fields. Also read stuff that are out of your interest. First, to challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Secondly, to learn something new, which is always very valuable. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Hello. And welcome to another podcast of Learn to Learn English. In this part, we're going to speak about how we can improve our writing abilities in English. As in listening, improving your writing abilities in English and improving your writing abilities in general, they go parallel. You cannot write well in English if you cannot write well at all. And to improve your writing skills, it requires no miracle actually. The most important thing that you have to do, and I did, to become a proficient writer, was to read a lot. Since I was a child, comic books, children's books, normal books, classics, articles, scientific papers, whatever I could find. Things that interest me, and also things that are out of my interest zone. And of course, the more you read, the higher your vocabulary gets. improves and vocabulary is a very important part of writing of course and as much as you read my suggestion for you is to write i have a blog since i am 20 years old currently i'm thirty-three. so since the last 13 years i have been writing actively even before that actually i was even writing in my high school times about life about anything it doesn't have to be a very serious piece of writing but just anything that you write in that language i wrote about my relationships back then i wrote about my life my teachers more like a diary and now i write articles i write books i write science papers so you have to start somewhere and then each time you get better now when i look back at the time that i wrote in high school of course it looks ridiculous and very amateur but that's how everything starts you start as a beginner and then you work way your way up and improve your skill but you have to do it that is the key Also, I would suggest you to check articles such as how to write an email, how to write an essay, how to write a short story, depending on what you're interested at. But look at all these aspects because there are different pieces of writing and each different piece of writing requires a different approach. So it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, but... When you improve your basic skills and become a decent writer, you also have to understand what type of writing you have to do in different types or different styles. So my suggestion is to make writing a habit as well as reading. And of course, in today's world, there are a lot of tools and softwares and applications that can help us be a better writer. For example, there is this software called Grammarly. And there are a lot of similar softwares as well. I know Grammarly, that's why I'm giving that example is when you type on your computer when you download the software it shows you in where you made mistakes and how you can correct them and some alternatives so this has two advantages in my opinion one is you make sure that you write in a proper way especially if it's a work email etc and secondly is that you can see what your mistake is and you can see the correct alternative so next time you're more careful you also learn so also these type of tools are very useful so to summarize Improving your writing requires no miracle. You have to be a good reader. You have to be an avid reader. And you have to practice writing a lot. And of course also benefit from today's technologies such as the Grammarly software. I hope you found this useful and writing is important at every part of our lives. And I hope the more you write. Well I don't know because it is for sure. The more you read, the more you write and of course the more you take the help of technology, a better writer you will become. Thank you very much. And I'll see you in the next part. Bye bye. Hello dear friends, and welcome to another podcast of Learn to Learn English. In this part, we're going to speak about on ways that you can practice your speaking in English. I have said the same for the parts where I spoke about how to practice our reading or listening or writing. And I will say the same for the speaking part as well. To be able to speak English well. First of all, you have to speak well in general. Which means you need to improve your capabilities of speaking, your punctuations, your articulations, your vocabulary in any language. You have to be a person that expresses themselves well. I have a lot of students that tell me that they want to speak well in English. But then I see that they do a lot of mistakes when they speak, even in their own native language, and it's they cannot very, really express themselves. One of the best methods that I have seen where people express themselves, is people who read a lot. So reading, I think, is a very good way to be a good speaker because it increases your vocabulary, it increases your ability to think critically, and much more. And as well as reading, to be a good speaker, you also have to be a good listener. Well, I believe in the power of listening in general, but I also think that to be a good speaker, you have to listen a lot. You have to listen different ac- to l- different accents, you have to listen to people speaking and that would improve your speaking abilities. Again, you will improve your vocabulary, you will get used to different accents and you will take examples of people that are speaking in English. And of course, to be a good speaker, you have to speak. If you don't speak, you will not be a good speaker. I know a lot of people that know good English but They don't speak because they're afraid, because they did not practice that muscle. So I used every single opportunity to speak. When I was younger, I was working at an international student association. And that helped me have a lot of international friends. And thanks to that, I have practiced English a lot when it comes to speaking. I was going to different conferences, I was going to different seminars, and wherever we went, the main language, the common language, of course, was English. Even though there were, in some cases, not any native English speakers, but we all spoke in English. Also, when I moved to Belgium to work for this NGO, for four years my daily language became English and of course it helped me improve my English a lot. Maybe in your situation you don't have the chance to move to another country, but there are a lot of chances to be able to practice English even in your own hometown. For example, in Istanbul I'm a member of a public speaking platform called Toastmasters, and there we speak English. There are internationals, there are locals, but our, again, common language is English. And this is two hours of English practice for me every week by default. I mean, in my case, I have a lot of different opportunities where I can speak English, but for anyone, for example, if you're a Toastmasters member, this is two hours of English practice for you by default. And there are a lot of other speaking clubs and organizations such as Toastmasters that give similar opportunities. It doesn't have to be an English speaking club per se, but if English is spoken there, that's automatically speaking practice. And if you live in a very small town, if there are no such organizations, you can create your own. You don't have to go to a ready one, but just get 3-4 friends next to you together and then make an English speaking club. Choose one topic each meeting and speak about it for one hour two hours all together. But of course, as I say in most of the parts that I speak about, we live in the technology world and there are a lot of opportunities where you can practice your speaking even with your smartphone only. For example, there is this application called Camly, where you can log in. You have to pay, I guess, but then you can speak with native speaker tutors about different topics. And I know there are a lot of different applications or softwares or websites like Camly that you can actually practice your English. So to summarize... To be a good speaker, in general, not only in English, you have to read a lot and you have to listen a lot. And of course, you have to speak a lot. If you're young and if you have chances to be a part of student organizations like European or international student organizations, go for it. It will help you improve your language skills a lot. If you're a working person, there are a lot of platforms like Toastmasters that you can be a member of and then you can go and speak English and listen to English. And also, having international friends will help you get into that mindset more. And... You can make use of technology and applications like Cambly where you can speak to native English speakers. But again, you don't necessarily have to speak to native English speakers or you don't necessarily have to go to London or US and practice your English there. You can do it locally from where you live. Not moving around is not an excuse, especially in today's world. So I hope you take into account these suggestions and you will see soon how much you will improve when it comes to speaking. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next part. Bye bye. Hello. And welcome to another podcast of Learn to Learn English. In this part, which is our final part, we're going to speak about the advantages that speaking English will or can bring to your life. And as always, I'm going to give examples from my own life. Studying English formally and non-formally since I was 7, 8, and right now being 33 years old and speaking English, at a quasi-native level I cannot deny how many opportunities speaking English brought to my life to summarize I can say it drastically increased my life quality it increased the quality of my social life for example I have met with a lot of people from all around the world I have friends from more than 100 countries I can be friends with potentially anyone in the world and also even my friend circle in my own community in Turkey has developed accordingly because because of everything that English brought to my life, now I'm with people that actually can't speak English mostly and automatically or generally, let's say, these are more educated, sophisticated people. I'm not saying you're not sophisticated if you don't speak English, but there is a formula to it. If you speak English, generally you're a more international person and that helps you become a more sophisticated person. And also even... It brings prestige to you among your friends. If you're competent at speaking English, you become a role model for people because everybody wants to be a good English speaker. And of course, it has brought tremendous improvements to my work life. Me, working as a trainer on soft skills such as leadership, project management, I teach groups, I teach adults. And if I didn't speak English, I would be only limited to Turkish speaking groups and individuals, which would really shrink my market. But right now, Thanks to the fact that I can speak English and I can train and teach in English, I can potentially work with the whole world. Since English is a world language, I can use this potentially everywhere. And that makes my scope to almost 8 billion people and every country and every place on the world. And around 90%, 90, 90% of the money that I'm earning is thanks to the fact that I'm speaking English. I'm teaching English privately. I'm delivering trainings in English, I'm making online training videos in English and that constitutes 90% of my income. And of course it brings amazing opportunities into your life because there are a lot of projects, there are a lot of trainings, there are a lot of funding programs, there are a lot of internships that look for people but look for people that speak English because when you bring people from different countries together still the common language almost all the time is English. So I have had a lot of opportunities only thanks to the fact that I could speak English well. For example, I've been to South Korea in 2010 for a project funded by the Ministry of Health in South Korea. I went there for free for a one-week project, met amazing people there. And after going there, I met with an Indian group, which next year I worked with them and moved to India for a whole summer and did an internship. And this brought another opportunity and this brought another opportunity. And I had tons of opportunities in my life like that, which I tried to use Most of them. And another important advantage in speaking English well is being able to access to resources. A lot of literature, a lot of scientific papers, a lot of resources in general, they are in English. And not all of them are translated. So you can access to these resources easily, knowing English, speaking English. And you can also check, even though the resource has been translated to your language, you can check if it has been translated well and you can check the validity of this resource. Because not everything can be trusted, especially on internet. So it allows yourself being the main source that gets the information from that main source. And basically it makes you feel more connected to the world. As I said, if there's a conference in Japan and people are from different countries, even though there are no native speakers, the working language there will be English. If it's an international company, people will speak English. So speaking English makes you more connected to the world. Or a lot of talk show hosts... They're speaking in English, or a lot of nice movies, they're in English. I'm not saying there are no nice movies in other languages, but the ones in general are in English. Because apart from the language itself, the popular culture is also being dominated by the American English Anglo Saxon world. So, following these easily without needing an intermediary will make you feel more connected and will make you more connected to the world. I'm sure. There are thousands of more advantages than this, but I don't want to take too much of your time and I want to tell the main things that I could think of. For me, English increased the quality of my life. Socially, work-wise, let me access to opportunities and let me access to resources. And it made me feel more connected to the world. So the suggestions I give in this podcast are very simple, are very easy. But that's a start. If you listen to them well, if you internalize them well, and if you implement them in your life, bits by bits, but regularly, then you will see how these advantages come into your life. I know, because it came into mine. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in another podcast. Bye-bye, and thank you for sharing this journey with me.